This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. Semper Fi Patriots, this is the Gunny, and today is Friday, and on Fridays, the Gunny gets to tell you what I think. No script, nothing, just telling you what I think. And today, I'm thinking about America, I'm thinking about the history, thinking about how great we are and how proud I am to be an American. The reason behind that is because I was taught what America really is, how we really became the nation that we are. Freedom, liberty, the whole nine yards was taught to me in school, and it was called civics. So today we're going to talk about Civics, how important is civics, the definition of it, and how does it apply today, and also what is the problems? Why is civics not as important as it was 30 years ago? Stand by, lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Like most kids in school, I had to go through the steps to make it to the next grade. So you have to pass these courses and these classes and get the required amount of grades that prove that you understood the knowledge and you moved to the next stage. When I graduated, as they do today, but it wasn't a graduation back then, it was just going to the next level of school, into the eighth grade, and I got the list of the courses that were required to master or finish the eighth grade in Louisiana. We had two courses that we had to take. It was mandatory. If you failed any one of those, then they put you back. And those two courses was called civics. It was American civics and Louisiana civics. It's about the government in the country and the government in your state. And that's what civics was. It was really not a bad course for me to take because at that time I was the junior high football quarterback. I was chasing girls. I was hunting. I was fishing. And then I had to do this school stuff. And all of you relate to this. I know you do. Don't lie. You relate to having to do classes, even though on your mind was life. And that's how school works. You got to have this knowledge to improve your life, 
to be able to progress, especially as an American citizen. So civics was required, not an option. It's not like college, where if you don't like a course, there's another 1,600 that you can choose, and one of them is probably basket weaving. We've heard that before. So this is what I think today. I think civics is not there. The teaching and understanding of our country and the states and how government functions has been eroded. This is an absolute fact. And this is what the communists want in this country. If you erode the education system, detach an individual from their country, you can mold them into whatever you want them to be. Another story. That's not what I'm thinking today. What I'm thinking today is civics and how it impacted my life, which is a good thing, and I want to explain that to you. So let's talk about what the word civics means. I went and found two references, and I'm doing this for a reason to compare these, quote, dictionary references. These are well-known references. Dictionary.com and Merriam-Webster Dictionary. And then, of course, you got the Internet, all kind of stuff out there. But these are supposed to be, quote, the true facts of understanding the definition of a word. So I looked up civics in dictionary.com, and this is what they have to say. The study or science of the privileges and obligations of citizens. That's the truth. The study or science of their privileges and obligations of a citizen. What is our obligation as Americans, as a nation, as a citizen of this country? Mary Webster, on the other hand, has a different way of twisting the words. Listen to me carefully, and maybe you can pick this up. A social science dealing with the rights and duties of citizens. Okay, here's the key word that you've got to grab a hold of. Dealing with. It's not a science of, it's a science dealing with rights and duties of citizens. Do you get it? You see the difference? It's how to deal with rights and duties of a citizen. Not the science of being the citizen or the obligations or the privileges it's dealing with it. That's the difference, and that's what's happening today. They're changing the dictionaries to fit their narratives. If you don't believe me, well, it's the truth. Look up any words, any, anything that you want to think of, and you're going to find different ways that the verbiage is twisted. And it's all based on who published that book or encyclopedia or the internet post on what they believe is the truth. And rightfully so. That's what freedom of speech is. I agree with it. But you got to pay attention to words because they make a lot of sense. Part of learning about civics was the government and how I'm supposed to function as a citizen to ensure that I have freedom and privileges in our country. It's not the government that tells you how to be a free citizen. 
It's the citizens that tell the government how we are free citizens. That's the difference. So I'm going to bring up George Washington. He was a hero to many of us going to school because he was the father of the nation, as they call it, the first president, etc. But there's a lot more to George Washington than people understand. For instance, George Washington did not have a college degree. He graduated from school, regular school, high school, like everybody did, but he became a great man. There's a reason he became a great man, because he is a great man. He founded and was part of a country of free citizens. But this is something that you may or may not have known about. In 1755, so this is before the Continental Congress stood up an army against the British. And George Washington was part of a battle called the Battle of Monogamous, or I'm sorry, Monagahala, <laughs> the gunny, you know, southern thing, right? July 9th, 1755. And this is what it says. With men and officers being shot down all around him, George Washington rode forward to take charge of the collapsing lines of this battle. While riding along the ranks, looking to steady the men, Washington had two horses shot out from under him and four bullet holes shot through his coat. So he was shot at least six times, his horse and himself, and he survived. He was a major in the army at the time. He was not a general. But he took charge of this battle at the time and this is what he had to deal with. He stood up proudly, courage, went out there and got shot, but he didn't die. It never touched any part of his skin, only his coat that he was wearing. So that is a very, very powerful sign to George Washington. And that battle changed his mind on the spot about somebody in this case, God is in control and said, you are not going to die in this battle. You got a country to lead. And that's civics. I learned these kind of things. That's important. The courage that these people did, these patriots in this country did for us. So civics is a huge part of life and understanding how this government, America, was formed so we can keep the freedoms and the obligations of the citizens as we are taught. But if you're not taught that, you have no clue what America really is. There's all kinds of statistics out there today. For instance, one in four adults don't even have the ability to tell you the three branches of the federal government. Think about what I just said. They don't even know the basics of our federal government, the three branches that are involved in it. Legislative, which is Congress and the Senate, right? Executive, which is the president, is the executive branch, and judicial, which is the judges. Those three powers check each other to ensure that everything is running smoothly in this country. And most people don't even know that that exists. Civics is not being taught in this country. 
at least not in the majority of the country. So we have to restore civics. Well, how do you restore civics? Well, you need to fix the education system first. And I'm telling you, that's going to be a long road. It's going to take lots of patriots to stand up and say, we had enough. Stop shoving this stuff down the throat of our kids and get back to being America. But also, it also starts with the parents. If the parents have no clue, their kids won't have any clue, and their grandkids won't have any clue. And that's where we're at. We are past the parents. The, the grandparents are the only ones that even understand civics. I'm a grandparent. So this is where we're at. Not only do we need to educate the students that are going through school today, we have to catch up and educate the parents of those students on what civics is and what America is. And so leads us to the New York Times. Yep, yep, yep. It's, it's all, it's all going to be fixed. Yep. It's all going to work out. Everything's going to be fine because the New York Times has figured it out. I never thought that somebody would actually figure out how to fix the civics in this world, especially in America. Well, the New York Times has done that, okay? Just in case you didn't know, they've done it. They've accomplished it, and it's called the 1619 Project. If you don't know what that is, Google it, and you'll see exactly what it is. The 1619 Project is a venture by the New York Times to rewrite history and to put slavery at the center of the American history instead of the mass population of the country. Slavery was a bad thing. It was abolished. It's over in the conversation. Why in the world would you bring it back? Because of your narrative. Because of the culture canceling, culture canceling that's going on today. They want to destroy all the foundations that built this country and start from scratch. And what happens when these people are doing this, it allows some other entity to infiltrate into the country and into the nation. There's a void there. And when that void happens, it's going to be filled with some kind of ideology, some kind of thought process, some kind of written history. This happened in China. This happened in Russia. And it was happening in Germany during World War II. They were erasing the past, erasing the history, and forming a new history of the country. You can form a new country, but you can never form a new history. History is written in stone. It's in your heart, your soul. Everything you do is the history. They want to take that out of you. They want to suck it out of you like a vacuum cleaner and say, nope, everything that you learned about history that actually happened never happened ever happened. Perfect way of communism to take over and fill the void. 
which is what they're doing. The communists are filling the void that has been left behind from patriots not standing up in the beginning, specifically the early 1900s, and refuting this command of deleting and eliminating the history of America. So this is where we're at. Civics has got to come back. There are certain things that have to happen or this country will be gone. It will no longer be America. It will be whatever name that they come up with. And it really doesn't matter because you can name a communist country, whatever you want to name it, it's still communist and it doesn't matter what the name is. You're still going to be suppressed, the majority of the country, and you're still going to have zero rights. None. It's not about, well, you can do this, but you can't do that. No, you can only do what the government says you can do. That's communism. You have no rights. And if the government says you can build a business and you can progress, then they'll let you. But they say, nope, there's no way you're going to do this. They will suppress you and you'll never have freedom and opportunity in that country. So that's how it works. So this is what I think today. I think civics needs to come back. People need to understand that. We need to talk to our representatives, talk to our legislators, talk to our education system and say, you're destroying the country because you're not talking about the truth and you're burning the books. Now, back in the day, they used to pile them up in a big fire and burn them like they did in Russia and like they did in Germany. Today, they don't have to burn it. They just make it unaccessible in the electronic world. And therefore, it doesn't exist. And they're deleting every single day the history of this country. As we know, Dr. Seuss is now a very bad guy. He's a racist. Dr. Seuss, of all, th blows my mind to think about how ridiculous this is. This individual stood up to actually fight against racism. That's what he did. He said, we need to unite and make everybody equal. And this is what he did in his writings and in his books and his abilities to talk to people, to bring them together, to have love and care. And now all of a sudden, he's a danger to society? Wow, the world's backwards. Like I said before, it's all upside down. Well, this is what I think. I think we got to get civics back. we got to talk to people, make it happen. In the meantime, share the podcast. Let everybody know that this is America. This is the gunny. And I won't stop talking about communism. And I won't stop, talk stop talking about America and how great it is and how much I appreciate it, and hopefully the rest of us can understand that, that we take our pride, take our knowledge, pass it on to those people who don't have it because of the lack of the education system, and we can get back to being a free society in America under the Constitution, which should never, ever, ever be challenged, which it is every day, to keep our freedoms and our privileges and our obligations as a citizen. Think about that. You're obligated as a citizen to speak up, to preserve your rights, 
to let people know when they are stomping on your rights every single day. Love you. Stay with the podcast. Please pass it on. Get it going. Get me out there. And I guarantee you, I'll stomp on the mainstream media in a heartbeat. This is The Gunny, out.